0: This episode of Poetic Properties with Complex is brought to you by Infinitely Complex Production and Sponsorship with Peacefully Flawed Apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, we have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. This week guys went by pretty um pretty fast. Not as smooth as I would like it, but it did go by pretty fast. Um these these depressive naps are taking over again, which it sucks like super duper bad. Like I can't I can't stand it. Um like literally I just feel gloomy and foggy and just like have this, this need to just sleep and not a mental need to sleep, but you know, my body just, it just be exhausted. Like, and literally it's it's just from mental stuff because the most I do during the day is, you know, I do six, seven miles on, on the bike right now, just kind of trying to build up to full exercise. But other than that, I'm just, you know, on the computer, uh, doing my work, my my nine to five, and I know that um, my eyes and stuff are strained. Just having to, you know, look at it all day and and you know do the follow the processes and procedures is a it's a mental thing all day. But I feel like I shouldn't be that exhausted from just that, and I can't shake it. Like I'll try to be up. I'll try to I'll try to you know fight myself to stay up. You know maybe watch TV, maybe read something, um, try to create something, and my body just uh, continues to shut down. I noticed that it could possibly be something with my sugar levels. Um, I'm not diabetic. Um, I'm not diabetic at all, um, from what my doctor says. But it's just really weird. Like I can feel a difference when I from when I'm not eating just uh any sugar whatsoever and then when i'm eating a lot of sugar or just a little like it's just really weird um it's it's really weird not to have that physical control over my body uh energy wise no matter what i do like there's like my body shuts down at a certain time and it's really really early and it sucks because it's tearing up my sleeping pattern because like I'll go to work or do my, you know, my eight to 10, whatever, immediately go to sleep. I'll wake up and my my body is up and willing to do whatever. But my creative mind is like is now it's it's resting. It's like my body and my mind is resting at two different times. And I know that sounds crazy, but I'm trying to get I'm trying to get that aligned so that I can be more progressive in, in my day, in my life in general, because it sucks. Like my boys are at an age now that they want to do stuff. Right. Um, and they rarely ask me to come outside with them, but sometimes a dad, you know, you want to go in and, you know, mess with them, you know, they playing basketball. You want to, you want to go out there and do that. You know, unless it's like a plan, like, all right, we about to go to the park. Uh, Cause we have a rec center behind the house that we normally go to um, and we'll race and they'll play kickball. We'll play kickball, whatever. But unless it's that type of day, I don't, I don't have the energy. You know what I mean? And it, and it just sucks because I'm really trying to, um, as I get older, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be a, how you say a recluse. Like, I really like I don't want to be around a lot of people. I'm that's just not me in general just from being an introvert, but I just I want to be able to do more things. I want to be able to progress better, but it's very very difficult for me to be around people um outside of my kids. Um twin has his graduation coming up. I don't know how I'm going um I don't know how I'm going to get through it. I know I'm going to get through it because that's my guy and I'm like I I'm never going to miss Anything like that, you know, as, as as long as I have the ability to to do so, it is very uncomfortable for me. But that's my baby, you know, all of them. So um, that stressing me out because, like, after the graduation, there they have an um, a event at the uh, the arcade slash bowling alley slash laser tag place, and the school is like, nope, y'all can't y'all can't leave them. Like, so all of us parents thinking. You know they gonna graduate, have a school event, um, and then we can come back and get them. They're like, nah. So, as a parent, for me, an introverted parent, it's like I gotta calculate my social energy to be able to to deal with it. And that's that's a lot of anxiety sitting through a graduation. Like I can handle that, but now I have to attempt to be social like right after the graduation so that's something that's bothering me uh that's coming up this week but like I said I'm gonna get through it I just it it's gonna take a lot so I just I just been thinking about that um since last week like I said my sleep is is my sleep has been very very bad um and, and very um, out of schedule, like my mind and body is not in, in as much tune as I would like it to be. And I'm I'm really trying. I'm really trying to to make it better for myself so that I can be um, even more productive for my kids and uh, my business. Um, with all of that, though, I am excited because um, I did get what I needed done with the apparel. And I was doing it little by little because, like I told you guys a few weeks ago, um, the idea is I wanted to rearrange the store. uh, Rearrange the store. In preparation for the the next phase at the beginning of next year, so what? With that, I needed to delete a lot of stuff and I was just having such a hard time just deleting it because I spent so much time creating it and I kept I kept saying, all right, I'm going to change it, I'm going to change it, I'm going to change it and, and little by little, I was deleting one thing, deleting two things and going through it, but I'm proud of myself because I didn't quit and now I was able to get the site updated to reflect um, summer wear. And that was one of the biggest things because um, I don't want too much on there because in 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 what I'm trying to build, I want to make sure that it's an ag- organic growth of what I'm trying to do. And um, I noticed that it was turning into more of a merchandise store as opposed to a solid apparel store of what of which I'm trying to accomplish. So being able to to let go of that was very, very big. I had to really, like, it took me some time. It took me like three, four months to really, um, to start being able to just remove things and or, um, make them inactive in preparation to the next phase. So that's a plus with that being done that that lowers the anxiety of having to let go of something that I care about like it's done now. So I don't have to, I don't have to bother with that. The only thing that I have to do is make sure that I, I do post about it because that's one of the hardest things for me too. It's like, I know I need to, to have attention and I need to seek attention uh, as a result to marketing and stuff like that. But it's difficult because of the conversations that it, that it creates. Like I'm I'm not the in the front person per se. Like I, I, like I need a buffer in between me and the people. Like it's until I can get um, until I can fully get out of out of uh, the social anxiety space, and until I can tr- uh, be better. And I don't know if I'll ever get better because um, I'm, I'm like I was an introvert before. It was, it was like uh, th- what people talked about. And so I don't know if it gets better. It's like certain people I I can be around and I have no problem, but it's certain people that like, it just creates, it feels like it's tunnel vision. It feels like walls are closing in on me. So, um, just working on just just working on that. And I, I understand that right now I'm not in a position to be hiring a bunch of people. I'm also not in a position to where I'm willing to let go uh, creative control to allow somebody in because it's it gets real sticky when you start allowing people into your space before. um, Before you get it to where you you want it to be. So i'm just working out i'm just i'm just working it out mentally and I'm, I'm taking notes and i'm doing everything that i can to just keep pushing forward and and um and recognize recognizing what i'm trying to accomplish and why i'm trying to accomplish it so having that uh that part done now i don't have to worry about um the pressure of what am I going to delete? Why am I deleting it? No, I don't want to delete it like it's done. Um, it's one thing that that I've always, uh, it's it's a, it's a thing that I've always done in my life and it, it works for me. Like I'll say something until I really believe it. But while I'm doing it, you know, I'm working on it. So the whole while I'm saying I'm going to delete, I'm going to delete, I'm going to delete. Oh my God, it was hard for me to delete this and that. I still delete it but it but it doesn't make it um, any less frustrating, any less scary, uh, any less um, harder to let it go. So that four months that I was repeating myself, all right, I got to do this. I got to do that. I was deleting things and or making things inactive. And now uh, I'm finally to that point where I'm like, all right, finally, it's done. So whatever stress, whatever frustration, whatever emotion is going to come with that, that'll hit me, you know, throughout the week. Um, what was crazy is through that frustration and through that that fear of letting go, um, I I I I made a couple more things that are summer items and um somebody purchased them, like they they hadn't been up for, I don't think it, it's been up a week. One thing I just I just loaded uh yesterday, and it was purchased yesterday, so that gave me. A sense of joy in it, and I'm always emotional when people support me. So that was a small trigger, or a small, um, a small thing to let me notice: Are you doing you you're doing the right thing, right? Like, because I I was immediately frustrated when I, um, when I had finally deleted everything and, and and did it. So with that, now I'm able to focus on the new spoken word albums, which is another stress in itself because of the subject matter that I do write about and how much, um, uh, memories that, you know, I have to dredge up how many, you know, things that I, that I look through and see what's going on in our world in our communities, um, of, uh, to our kids, to us as people, like it's so much that I, that I study in, um, when it comes to me delivering, um, the pieces that I decide to, to deliver. So I made up in my mind that I don't want to write from pain anymore, but unfortunately pain is, is there and it's going to, it's going to come out however, um, whether I'm writing a book, whether I'm reading and reciting or reciting a poem, however that is, it's going to, it's going to come out. And now mentally, I'm like, I just want to write. I just want to, I just want to get the message out. However it comes out and in however it's accepted. That's how it's accepted. I know my intent of, of how I'm trying to, to, uh, reach the people, Right. With that, like so much is is crossing crossing my mind. Like so much is, is going through, um. Is going through my mind. And the other day, I had a dream about Kennedy, and I, I pinpointed, I pinpointed the cause. In my opinion, of the anxiety. And. A portion of the depression. I struggle with. What would she look like now? Because she would be three this year. What would she look like? What would she smell like? What would she sound like? How would she behave? Who would she favor? How would she be with, you know, with her brothers? How would she be with me? How would she be with her mother? Like, those are things and questions that I'll never have answers to. And so it creates this mental and emotional confusion within me because I can't tell myself not to wonder about those things. I can't grasp in my mind that she would be three. I can't grasp like when I hear other babies cry, when I hear other babies giggle, when I see, you know, uh, people on social media being able to have their baby with them and grow up and, and, and be able to see their baby face to face and hear them and touch them and, and, and kiss them and get kissed. Like that's something that I won't get from, Kennedy and because I can't stop those thoughts of what if it keeps my mind racing I try my hardest not to to think about it so often but then I I I feel a conviction over me that feels like because I don't want to cry no more because I feel like I'm going crazy it feels like I'm trying to push the memory of her away And because I have those moments of, all right, I got to I got to chill. Like, I got to get my mind right. She's not here. She's not coming back. It To me, it feels like I'm trying to forget. It feels like I'm being selfish. Like, I don't want to feel this no more. In order for me not to feel this, I have to forgive my baby. And I, I, I can't. I won't. I won't. And that's difficult because. I always tell you like I'm present for my kids that are that are on earth. I'm present to the best of my like I'm present. I don't take out Kennedy's uh uh passing. I don't take that out on the kids. When I feel like dang, she's missing, I take it I take it to the other room. Like I don't I don't intervene with or I don't allow my emotions to to make a situation Bad, right? I don't, uh, I don't allow. Like, if it's if it's time to celebrate one of the kids, that's what we're doing. I'm gonna cry later because I know that I know how they are with their god sisters. I know how they would be with their sisters. So I'm gonna cry about that always, always when we're having events. But I'm, uh, I'm gonna make sure that I don't do that in front of them. So. That's something that I had to learn. That first year um, that she passed away, it was Christmas Eve. Christmas uh, Christmas will never, ever, ever be the same for any of us, whether we live together or not. It'll never be the same because that'll be the day that, that that'll. It'll never be the same. but we make sure that everybody still gets treated the same we make sure that um we don't make it a we don't go out of our way to make it a super sad thing we still try to stay focused on um everybody that's here and and keep it pushing but it's it's difficult because on one end it's like Do I keep trying to push that in the back of my mind, like what she would look like, what she would sound like, you know, how she would smell? Would she be walking by now? Like, do I keep pushing those things in the back of of my mind and forget her or do I allow them to continue to, to be a part of me? Because for me, that's what keeps her a part of me. I miss my baby, even though I never, I, I never met her for real. I miss my baby. And a lot of people don't understand that you can't not help depression for real. Like as the person going through it, like people, oh, you just, you have to think about this. And you have to focus. It. There is no way. There is no way I've tried. I've 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 freaking researched. Um, I've tried to take meds. Well, I do take meds. Um, Excuse me. I hit some weed before. Like I'm trying to do my best to stabilize myself mentally as a result to my daughters. And it doesn't work. And I am typically a, a, a very, very strong person. Um, I am not weak in any sense, like, and I'm not saying that as a result to being a tough guy, like, I'm saying I'm not weak in the sense of uh, being able to process stuff. I've seen dead bodies. Like, I've dealt, like, I, I like, I, while deceased, I cut my father-in-law's hair. So it's like, I've, I've been around death. I have friends who have passed away. I have uh uh people who I've seen shot. I I've, I've been shot at. I've been st- I've seen all these things that should tear somebody's mind up. And I may and I've been able to cope and get through life and and it be fine. But this thing right here took it over the edge because of all the years of silence. Of all the years of Yeah, I'm okay, I'm cool. That's what's up. And not truly speaking out. This is the one thing that has put took me over the top. And I've been through a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff has happened to me, but this is the one thing that took it over the top and created this very high level of depression. Three years in a row, I've 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 been diagnosed with something that uh three different things that have no cures, they're just you're just able to maintain them. And so I had to look into each of these things and learn what I could eat, what I can't eat, uh, learn how much exercise I can and cannot do. I had to learn, you know, how much time I could be outside and when I have to come in the house. Like it's stuff that's so crazy that it didn't, it, it bothered me, but I was able to learn something from it and I was able to still remain steady. It wasn't until Kennedy passed that. The levee broke, and now everything is hitting me left, right, left, right, and I'm just trying to dodge. I'm trying to stick. I'm trying to move. I'm trying to keep going, but it's tearing me up. It's tearing me up, and what, and and it's it's more frustrating because, um, you know, people are like, oh, well, how can I help you? I, like, what what is this? What is that? It's like if I knew how to help me, I would help me certain things that you just you, you're not going to be able to help with. And if you don't have that understanding of what depression really is and you don't take the time to really understand the chemical imbalance that comes with depression and you don't understand the emotional, um the, the emotional stress that comes with anxiety. It's not about being being tough. It's not about being weak or strong. Some of the smallest things will, will trigger you, especially if you've been holding so much in your entire life. And I've been holding so much in of, of issues and, and things that just don't seem fair and don't seem right. But no one really cares because it's their perspective. No, in and, and it's okay. It's okay. And, and, and this is why I say like, This is why I say if you're going to isolate, be prepared to isolate, like have a reason to. Don't just don't be a dick and just disappear because, you know. You're not getting your way. If you've like there's a proper way to isolate there, it it really is. And once you get to the point of, all right, I can't maneuver all of this. Without isolation, you'll learn how to do it properly. Like I'm all about I'm all about learning lessons while I'm going through whatever I'm going through. There's like there's very little things that I can honestly say now that I didn't learn from. Like now that I'm like really paying attention to 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 the failures, the success. Now I'm really paying attention to the the dealings and relationships um on on both ends. Now I'm really, you know, I'm thinking about sports events where we won, where we lost. I'm thinking about a, it's so much that goes on in my mind now, and not even from a um a a a a space of I changed that if I could go back. There's very few things in my life that like, uh, like, honestly, I think there's like five things that I would change in my life if I could go back to those moments. But other than that, I'm not I'm not a person who has regrets per se. I'm not a person because, like I don't I don't dwell on that. The overall issue, I I I go in like if I'm triggered by something and it crosses my mind, I go in for the lesson. What did you learn from that? What what made you say that? Why didn't you respond to that when it was said? Right. So I'm uh, so so now I'm 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 going through it and it's teaching me for later. Because a lot of times the way the universe does you is it'll put you through something over and over and over again and. Until you are able to apply what you learn, you're going to keep going through it. Until you learn, you know, hey, when I see this in a relationship, it's time to stand up and say, hey, this has to change or I'm out. More importantly, you have to be out if it doesn't change. And so that's where I'm at mentally just. After I had that dream, I'm like, all right, the goal is to not be depressed, but also the goal is to remember Kennedy in a in a healthy way. So how do I do that? And that's where I'm at now. That's that's where the the fork in the road is right now. Um, that really took my week into a spiral because I don't know how to do that. I miss my baby. But I also know that I have my mind has to be right. So I'm in the, the middle of trying to figure that part out. But I got, it's a lesson in there that I haven't found yet. And until I find that lesson for myself, no one needs to no one needs to tell me what they think the lesson is. Until I'm able to see that lesson, until I'm able to take notes, until I'm able to say, oh, that's what you're trying to show me. I can't move from there. Like that, it's like, it's like that's in my backpack, no matter what, it's there, I have to, I got to deal with it, like that's the one thing that no matter what I have to deal with. Doesn't matter through COVID, doesn't matter through the other kids sick, don't matter through Keanu having COVID, no matter the frustration at work, no matter the frustration in parenting overall, no matter the frustration with, with the business, That that's the one thing that I can't cut off. I'm thinking about that every second of the day on top of everything else that's going on. That's why I don't argue with people. That's why I really try to keep my, um, my disciplinary actions towards the the boys I, I really try to like make sure they understand, yo, I'm not right. So I really try to let them figure figure it out. I give them some guidance, but I but I let them kind of uh, try to figure it out for themselves because I never want my responses to anybody. To be predicated on what I'm feeling because I feel like shit. I there's, it's 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 so dark. I can't fathom that I lost a child. I can't fathom that she is not. I can't. And it's it's darkness in me over that. Like, I I just can't get that out of my mind. So when I'm when I'm responding to people, you know, especially when people are trying to purposely agitate me and purposely go out of their way to to make me feel away, It's difficult. But everything that I went through before with how I respond to people, uh, the attitudes that I get, how extreme those were lessons learned. So now when, when, when I'm going through it with this on my mind and this, this, this fear, this anger, this aggression of losing my, my daughter and not being able, uh, not having a way to do anything. It was those lessons before it was those altercations before it was me getting punched in the face before that allows me to understand, Hey, you got to calibrate for that. You got to let, Hey, I'm 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 not right in the head a little bit. I don't want to take out this anger that I have on you. I don't want I, I don't want to do it. So please be mindful in how you approach me. Please be mindful in how you know you bring issues to me or whatever. I gotta I, I have to let people know, yo, I don't really care for real. I don't because I can't. My emotions are too sensitive. My my want to help people, it's too strong. My my willingness to do whatever for friends, relationships, like it's too strong and I, I can't. It was the things the, that I went through before that gave me the lesson of, hey, don't yell. Don't try to fight. It's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. Like for me, it's not like I, I, it's just not, I don't. Conflict is cool if if, if it's absolutely necessary. But I, I'd rather be by myself than to be arguing with anybody. Because it's not worth it. I don't want to put energy into that. I just, I really don't. And had I not had I not gone through what I what I gone through uh, have gone through in life, I wouldn't learn that lesson. I wouldn't learn that lesson. Like for me, like I used like I keep telling I used to be the person like I don't give a fuck about this, I don't care, da, 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 da. Whole while caring whole while behind behind closed doors crying, frustrated, like I can't believe they did me like this, da 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 da, da. and i just be like man I just don't want to care about it and so silence started to become my weapon like being silent started being the best thing for me because as long as I don't initiate and as long as I don't respond, like I don't, I don't have to deal with it. I never said anything. All right, cool. You are you're that way. Cool. You you said what you said. Cool. Because my idea was, I don't ever want to make anybody look bad. Ever. It doesn't matter what was done to me. My idea was. I don't need to tell my side of the story because in my mind. People are going to get the same conviction that I get and be like, dang, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. I really uh, I really was in a foul place. And so I stay silent a lot. I've been abused in ways that. People would be like, why why you stay in that relationship? But I refuse to go into detail. I refuse. Because it's not about making them look bad for what they did. I don't care. Say I'm I'm a bad dad. Say I'm a deadbeat. Say I was a bad, you know, bad relationship or a bad partner, whatever. Say that. Cool. I know. I was there. That's my answer to everything, good or bad. I was there. I no longer get frustrated about the stories that are being told about me, the lies that are being told. The good, I I was there. I don't, I don't, that was a lesson I had to learn because you will put yourself in a position of allowing others unnecessarily in your business by trying to defend yourself. Like if you have mutual friends or if you're in a relationship and that person has access to your family, right? And that person is going off and they're saying whatever they're saying, you find yourself defending yourself, right? No, that's not what happened. And da, 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 da. What what you're not understanding is that you're pulling people into a life that is not for them. A relationship is two is between one and one, right? It's not like you married a family, like nah that's not how shit work like that's the weirdest thing in the world. My relationships with you, and if we not if me and you not solid, and I have to keep defending myself not only with my family but with our mutual friends, with my work, whatever i can't i I can't I found myself early on always. Defending myself, whether it was my wife telling, telling my family something and I'm trying to defend my, defend myself with them, whether it's her telling our mutual friends, whether, you know, my other relationships, them telling somebody and I'm trying to. All right, cool. I'll never love the same. I'll never love the same. I'll probably never be in another for real, for real healthy relationship because of how. My life has worked out in relationships because of the things that were were said, because how I was tore down, because I I, I just I'd rather have silence than than arguments. I'd rather have silence than chaos. I'd rather have silence than. To hurt somebody, to make them look away, but I had to learn. I had to learn that silence is, is great against fights and arguments. Like, you just like, all right, cool. It is what it is. Never speaking about it, whatever. But it's not cool as an overall remedy to life. Because people will continue to run over you and people will, like, no matter how strong I am, Right no matter how strong I am in who I am and my self-esteem and my belief in myself, no matter how strong that is, people will attack that because they know you won't speak up. People will go out of their way to try to get you to react in a way that takes you outside of your character and have you yelling and have you screaming, kicking, scratching. And for whatever reason, you know, society thinks that they always say a hit dog gonna holler. And I started thinking about that, and that shit is so dumb. So I'm supposed to allow you to speak lies, to speak disrespect. Um, to to try to hurt me to try to pull me away from my my kids pull me away from my, I'm supposed to allow you to do that in silence and when the the moment I start speaking up oh see look 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 if it wasn't true why are you so mad I'm mad because you're fucking lying I'm mad because you know what did or did not happen and you adding a an hundred on ten and you're taking my kindness for weakness because I choose to be peaceful. Being an observer, you uh, you learn a lot of things. And for me, now in my older age, what I've learned is that sometimes you have to get loud. And I'm not saying loud literally, loud as in with your responses, with facts. Because the longer you stay silent, the longer you're going to allow people to create this character that you aren't and your reputation uh, it it tends to turn into um, something that is so negative all because you choose to be quiet because this is the thing and I want you guys to really really think about this society has us so fucking dumb that they say Oh, he or she isn't saying nothing because they know I'm telling the truth. On the flip side, look, look, why are they so mad? Why are they so mad if I'm not telling the truth? And we fall for it every time. Every time we fall for it. When somebody is too quiet, they did it. When somebody is too loud, they did it. So what's the fucking point? That's why I've taken the stance. I had to learn. I had to learn. That's why I take the stance of I was there. If the person you are talking to. Believes you. okay, that don't hurt me. That just lets me know that they're on bullshit with you. They're not willing to see facts. They're not willing to see truth. They they're they're seeing what makes them feel comfortable in the situation. That's why I don't let people tell me nothing about nothing. No, I don't want to hear that shit. People who have conversations with know my limits of 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 where I'm going to take it if you tell me the wrong thing. I'm going to tell you for real how I feel. I'm going to tell you, yo, that you're not right for that. I'm going to tell you like you would tell me. I'm not the one to to let's let's be negative to, you know, let's be negative in silence to our partners. Let's be negative in silence to people we we so-called cool with. I'm not with that. Yeah. vent if you need to vent, but don't don't take it too far. I'm not with you on that. I don't think I'm better than nobody. I just think that for me, I've I've learned enough lessons now to know uh, the necessity of isolation for me and for the necessity to keep everybody business out of my head. Because I'm gonna try to fix it. I'm gonna try to help you. I'm gonna try to, you know, I'm gonna try to, uh, uh, by example, you know, guide you to 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 the right thing. But again, like I said last week, my right thing and your right thing is is different. So even then, I I don't I don't really know what to say. Like being honest, right, being honest, the only people that I could truly give advice to. Like and I'm and and I I, like I know this going to sound crazy because there's so many people out there that get advice from mentors and, and stuff like that. And I understand. But As I'm going through what I'm going through, I'm thinking like, how can you advise me on things that I'm telling you? You can't advise me. You don't see me every day. The only people that I can advise or that can advise me is people who live in my house. Because they see how I move when nobody else does. They see what I say, how I talk to people every single day. I see how my kids move, what they watch, what they listen to. I see it every day. When I give them advice, I can give them it from what I see them going through. When they telling me certain things, they are telling me from what they see me go through day to day. If I'm in therapy, I like I might miss something. I might not be, uh, uh, I might not be fully ready for therapy. I could, I'm gonna be honest with you. I vi- when I very first started therapy, I'm like, I don't trust this shit. I don't trust it whatsoever. So when I'm in there, I'm, I'm telling them not even half of the trauma because I'm scared. And I don't trust people. So yeah, you giving me advice on what you, what you think that is gonna help me, but you, you don't even know. And knowing is half the battle. It wasn't until I said to myself, look, if I got to pay these people like it again, I'm going I'm to keep it a buck. When it was free, I'm like, man, I'm, it is what it is. When I start going for myself and paying my own money for real now, nah, you come on. This is this. That is that. Let's go. I'm not giving you half truth. I'm not I'm not giving you a quarter of the story. I'm not giving you 10 percent of my trauma. Listen, this is what I've gone through. This is what has been done to me. Help. I've been going through it before. Uh, before I was clinically diagnosed, I've been going through it. But I had to learn a lesson of listen. If you are going to get help, you have to give all of you. That's why I don't concern. I don't concern myself with bad relationships. I don't concern myself with bad mouthing nobody. I don't concern myself with bad mouthing friendships that didn't. I don't concern myself with that. That is not going to help me get better. It's not. I Listen, I'm dumb. I forgive. I'll come back. I'll let you come back. I don't care. I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about how I look to the people. I'm not worried about if I look dumb for taking you back 20, 30 times. I'm not worried about if, you know, you said this or said that. I'm dumb. It is what it is. I had to learn that now to understand like, yo, you ain't show ass out of here. Because you, you, you only coming back and you only doing this and that because I'm letting you, because you know, I'm not going to try to make you look bad. No matter what it is, I'm always trying to put people above me, no matter what it is. And I've, I've, I've struggled with that because my self-esteem is, is I'm How going to put it. I struggle between having positive self-esteem and uh, uh, people thinking that I think I'm better than them. And so because that is something that is embedded in my mind, I always try to put people on a pedestal, no matter what. Weirdest thing. Always been that way. Oh, wow. I'm the shit. I'm great at what I do. When I'm focused and doing my poetry, I am that guy. When I'm focused and delivering on this podcast, I am that guy. Can't nobody question my parenting. Can't nobody question who I am in a relationship. No one. Everything that I've done in a relationship that has been negative has been a response. It doesn't make it right, but can't nobody honestly sit face to face with me in a relationship and a friendship and said I ever done anything to them. And still, I never say what was done to me. I never say it because it's not important no matter what you've done to me, no matter what you've done and and this is to to everybody going through whatever you, you know what, going through whatever you're going through. if you are safe. And not being physically or emotionally abused. It doesn't matter what was done. It doesn't matter. I say that because. You don't even want that life back. Why are you fighting for it? You are fighting to to look good to a to a person, to a thing, to a place that you don't even want no more, that you've outgrown. What it matter for? I'ma fight with you if I want you back. I'm like, I'm I'm gonna fight with you. Not in public, nothing like that, but I'm gonna fight. I don't care. You I know you're gonna screenshot and tell your little group chat that I'm and I'm crying for you, wanting you back. Okay, cool. I want you. I want to be friends with you. I want this job, so I'm gonna fight if I want it. The moment I, fam, get out of here. Tell everybody I did that. Tell them, tell them, tell them. Maybe that'll make them remove themselves from my life too, since they want to believe you. And if that's how they get down, I don't want them a part of my new journey anyway. You're doing me a favor by disrespecting me and talking. I'm doing myself a favor by allowing you. I'm not fighting with you. I'm not getting my blood pressure up. I'm not about to have these migraines arguing with you for the sake of being right and looking good. For what? We go through too much to be worried about that. If you're not going to say it to me. I don't even care. If you're not going to text me or call, I don't care what you're I don't care what you're talking about. Even people at work, when they be trying to work snitch, I don't care because you're not willing to say it to me. If I have something to say, I'm going to say it to you not from a perspective of being tough, but from a, Hey, I respect you. I know you don't respect me because you were doing things behind my back, but I respect, I had to learn that that's just how it is. And so I had to teach myself, don't get mad that people are not willing to give you the same respect that you give them. People are not willing to treat you like you treat them. This is why I say, I do not teach my kids that dumbass treat people how you want to be treated. It's, ne- it's not true What if I don't want to be treated nice What if I be like man fuck that I just want to do hood rat things with my friends all the time So do that mean I go slapping people Do I mean I go cussing people out Do that mean I go you know stealing from people Like like, what if I don't care about that That shit is that's dumb No you, you, you treat people with respect Because you feel that they deserve respect and then you demand respect if you're not, if you're not given it. And if you're not given it, you got to decide, do I want to be a part of this or not? And then you move, you, you you move forward that way. You move, you you move ahead of where you're trying to get to in life. We, like I said, we, we built to have this silence. And it's cool enough. But it's also a thorn in the side because for whatever reason, silence is also a very big sign of weakness. It's a sign of fear that you don't you don't want. I'm silent because. I don't want no one coming after my exes. Right. I'm silent because if I if, if I go into detail, what was really going on. it's going It's going to hurt me more than it's like it's going to hurt me too. one because I love them. I don't have no ill will toward we're human. Things happen. It, it messes up. But if I if I do to them how they do me in 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 which. Them speaking on things, it's gonna look away, and it's gonna have people attacking them. And I don't play that shit. That's a me problem that I'm willing to still defend them, knowing that they wouldn't, they wouldn't fight their way out of a wet paper bag for me. Again, I don't blame them. We were both there. We know what is true. We know what is not true. I live life based on lessons that I have learned. Like I said, I probably will never be in another healthy relationship. Why? Because I feel like I'm. Uh, uh, I feel like I'm. I'm at a loss. Right. I'm. Mean, this is my podcast. I can be honest. Like my most recent ex, like for whatever reason, she had a hold on me. She really did. She had a hold on me and not even saying that it was it was a bad thing. But without her, everything feels different and not in a stalker way, not in a um, not in a uh, oh, my God, I'm going to do everything to get back with you type thing because I don't even be giving a fuck. But I know something is missing. I know that there was something in that relationship that. I missed lesson wise. Right. I know that there was something in that relationship that the qualities that that um, the qualities that I needed in my life, some of them were in her. I know this because of how long it, to, it, it took me to, to move on. Right. The lessons I learned from that, though, it's like, all right, I don't want to do that again. I do not want to feel that again in that way. I just don't. So it's a conflict of. Do I really give my all to a relationship? And leave it open to get hurt again, or do I just float through the rest of my life and whatever happens, happens? For me, as emotional as I am, for me, with everything that I'm trying to get going in my life, uh, my trust in relationships is not really there anymore. I struggle with giving all of me in relationships because I fear that I'm gonna have everything that I want. And the timing is going to be bad. And we don't account for that. In life, sometimes it could be everything that you need, whether it's your relationship, whether it's a good deal on a car, a house, a job, a finance like it could be the like everything, but the timing is wrong, and no matter how you try, no matter what you do, no matter. Like how hard you go for this thing, if that timing is wrong, it's never going to work. Never. I had to learn that shit. And so now I got to rebuild my trust in relationships. I got to rebuild my trust in friendships because I've been hurt and I've been done wrong. And and, and people wild it out on me for nothing. I was in a situation where lies were told. The person came back, said I lied. He didn't do none of that I was in a relationship None of those friends that She said the lies to Ever talked to me again Never hit me up with like a, my bad Never hit me up with like dang I can't believe she lied She's still a friend with them I don't even want to I don't even care to be But that one thing Let me know that Certain people Just have an idea of you And they'll be fake. For years, while you're thinking everything is genuine and it's not, it's always one thing that'll break you away from something that you that you feel like is 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 something that's going to last for uh, your entire life. Like we're already built with so much trauma in our minds that. For me, I don't have time for the extras. I don't have time for it. It took me a while to get here, but I remember uh I remember like being a teenager and just crying to the universe like I don't want to care so much i don't want to I don't want to because it takes too much out of me. Like I never knew what an empath was. I just knew that I felt pain for everybody, everything. And I would just cry. I don't want to feel this. I don't like the I don't even know these people for real. I don't even know what's going on for real, but I feel their pain because they're going through. And I kept asking. I kept like, yo, I don't want to feel this. And I finally got to that point. I don't I don't be in nobody's business. I see people hurt. I I understand. I tried to, you know, be uh, empathetic, but. I don't go out of my way looking for it. I don't go out of my way looking for it because it's difficult. I had to learn the hard way that I can't fix everything. I can't help everybody. And with that, I had to understand that for myself. Can't nobody fix me how I can fix me. I have to look at what I'm going through and I have to see what the lesson is in that for myself. I can't say, hey, I feel like this, yada, yada, yada. What do you think about when as a result to me? But I couldn't do that until I got to the full level of accountability and understanding that I wasn't going to lie to myself, that I was going to keep it a buck with me no matter what. A lot of people haven't got to that point of accountability and that's why there's a struggle So often within us. I fought to get to this level of accountability. I fought to get to this point to where I'm able to see what's going on in my life and take from the lessons like I'll never forget. I will never, ever, ever forget. This is why I'm not scared of a lot of things. Right. Because I've experienced pain. At the highest level of said thing. Right. I've experienced The highest level of love and the harshest level of pain in relationships. I loved my ex like nobody's business. That was my dog. Timing was off. Right. I've experienced physical pain being stabbed. Having my throat cut. um, Getting punched in the face. I learned my lessons from that. Right. I'll never forget in high school. Bruh, man. Rest in peace. Yeah, I moved to running back. I told the story before, but. Everybody was scared to get in front of him. Everybody was scared to, to just really know how hard he possibly could hit. Me. Being who I am, knowing that I was scared. I had to see how it felt. To make sure I could endure it if it ever happened. So. One day I said, I made up in my mind. I'm going to attempt to hit him as hard as I can. Everybody else keep moving out of the way. I'm a I'm gonna I'm try because I'm scared and I can't be on a football field scared. There are going to be people that are going to be bigger than me. There are going to be people that are going to be stronger than me. But I have to be willing to do my part to get the job done. That's how I look at life. I have to be willing to do my part to get the job done. I remember. They gave him the ball, he ran, and I tried to smack the living daylights out of him. And when I say he hit me so hard, like, I can't even explain, like, I can't even explain how far I tumbled. It was like tumbleweed. And I remember uh, Big Shells was like, I respect you for that. He had no idea, like, in my mind, like, I'm scared, but I, I can't be. So I have to see what's going to What's the, the end game of this? My head was hurting. I low-key might have got a concussion. But I learned now how to take him down. So now when somebody else is bigger than me, you know, or or way bigger than me running at me, I know not to go straight on. I know, you know, try to get a good angle, you know, try to try to uh, trip their legs, not cut them down because that's coward stuff. But I know not to go head on because I know what it feels like. So now my mind, when 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 the pressure is coming at me, when I know that there's a a, a 85 percent, 95 percent chance that I'm going to lose this head on battle. I'm able to maneuver. I'm able to 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 think of a secondary option. But you don't know that until you face that thing that that scares you. Love scares me. After I, after, um, after my divorce, like for real, I was scared. I was really, really scared. After I endured what I had to with my daughter's mom, I was overly scared. And I started praying. I need this type of person. I got that. And the timing was off. It was the perfect Relationship for me, but the timing was off. And it broke up. Without going head first into that, I would have never known what that truly felt like. Without going head first into like, all right, I've been through these bad situations and this is how it happened. I'm going to do this without going head first. It was that it, it it was that moment that I remember stepping in front of Brumman. I got to look at it different. I got to move different. I got to uh, I got to approach this um in a much different way than I have before. So, I set my ass down. I sat down because I wasn't seeing something that I needed to see as it resulted in relationships. And I had to sit down and make sure that I was aware of who I was, that I was sure of who I wanted to be, um, the type of parent that I wanted to be, the type of partner that I wanted to be, even if I wanted to be in another relationship. We keep trying to 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 be a part of what this, this will of society says we should. We keep trying to be in relationships. We keep trying to have fancy cars. We keep trying to get these super large houses. And we keep trying to keep going and keep going. But there's no less than that we're not doing that for the right reasons. I could care less what the next person thinks of me and my financial situation, me and my car, me and my kids, me and... Uh, Where I live, I could care less. That's not your opinion is not beneficial to me. It's not helping me. Everything is not entertainment. Unfortunately, we're in a world right now that, you know, everybody thinks every every minute of their life is content. I struggle with that. I try to keep my kids off the Internet. I try to keep them off of my pages because I don't want them to fall into this idea that that's the only way that they can make money. Also, I don't want to be the one to I just don't I don't like showing everything in my life. I don't like showing like day to day. I said, I think last week or the week before is weird because in business you have to do that. I get it. And and eventually I will be a person that. Shows the behind the scenes of business, but I'm not a person that I'm not going to. Take pictures of 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 my kids on vacation. I'm not gonna. I'm uh, um. And post it. I'm not gonna vlog my entire life and stuff like my kids. I, I'm not Joe Jackson. I don't like it's it, it people put too much value in other people's business. Oh, couldn't be me. I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do that. It's so many reality TV shows that should not be on TV, but because we have this idea that we just need to see, we need to know, like people are making millions from it. I'm not mad. That's your shit. Go like do your thing. I don't watch it. I don't go out of my way to say that it's dumb. I don't go out of my way to to talk about people. I don't even be knowing who be on the shows to be to be honest. It's just one of those things that I just, uh, I, I can't allow myself to get caught up in. I can't allow myself to get caught up in in the drama that may or may not be scripted because I have real drama in my life. I have a real struggle in my life. And I'm sure those people do too. But to have to have millions of people, like I get frustrated when two people are in my business. I couldn't imagine millions of people in my business. Like, like, like really think about that. Like you got to deal with whatever your situation is, right? When you, when you allowing people in and you're, you're telling them about your personal uh, relationships, yada, yada, whatever. You got to, you got to deal with the people that know you in real life. And then you have to deal with all these comments of strangers that only know what you're showing them. They don't know that when the cameras cut off, you really about to kill yourself. They don't know when the cameras cut off, your hair falling out, your stress. They don't know you, your teeth didn't out because you, because you, stre- they don't know none of that. Cause you're only showing them the level that, that you getting paid to show them. But you have people in your real life like, fam, this ain't good for you. I had to learn like I don't need everybody in my business i don't I, I don't need everybody knowing my every move i don't I, I don't need that because people would take that information and try to use it against you. One of the main objectives of life is to learn. you have to learn from the things that you are going through like if like if you aren't what's the purpose? Why are you even living if you're not trying to learn, if you're not trying to obtain more information and get to the next level of life, whatever that is for you? Like, it doesn't uh, it it doesn't make sense. And that's why, like. I'm at a I'm at a crossroads with the silence thing, like I'm silent as a result to give my business, but I'm not silent as a result to making sure my kids know what's going on. I'm not silent in a way that it was in my era. Like a lot of people that grew up in my era, like we don't know a lot about our families, at least the bad stuff. We don't really know that. We don't know people's health issues until they die from it. We don't know, you know, relationship issues until until they die from it. We don't know if people have mental issues um, unless Like I knew my aunt had mental issues because she could no longer contain it. And it was showing outwardly. We knew my uncle, rest his soul, also rest my auntie's soul. We knew my uncle had mental health issues because his outward behavior. But we don't know who else. Like if it's not shown outwardly, it's a secret. Abuse It's a secret addiction It's a secret. I learned my lessons from that. So, no, I'm not sitting here, you know, trauma dumping on my kids, but there are certain things that they need to know in case something happens. I don't want anybody being able to tell my kids anything. I don't have family secrets. Not because I'm that cool of a parent, but because I seen people go through life feeling like it was one way. And then one of the elders die, and it's like, yo, did you know this? I can't believe this. I can't believe that. And you're left with all these questions like how, why, when, like, huh? And you never get those answers. And depending on how close you are to the person, like now they have left you with an additional trauma that could never be healed because they're no longer here. Confusion will not be a trauma that I leave my kids. Untold stories will not be a story or will not be a trauma that I leave my kids. Health issues will not be a secret trauma that I leave my kids. I had to see enough people do that in life and hear enough stories to say, all right, I won't do that. I'm looking at how that has affected everybody uh, generation after generation, and it's not healthy, so I'm, I'm not going to do that. Sometimes you have to be the one to say, OK, I know that's how y'all get down. I don't I don't want to do that. It's too many people that 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 die with secrets. I seen something the other day on on uh, I think it was Twitter. The do some guy, I guess it was his uncle or his grandfather died and left a letter. and was like It's money in the house. So this guy has been going on this journey, tearing up this man's house, looking for whatever his grandfather was talking about. Why you couldn't just tell me that? Why no one knew, hey, in case something happens to me, there is money here. This is what needs to be done with the money. I seen people like on their dime bed, just let you know, such and such, your real daddy. What? Why? why? Why why, must we live that way? So for me, I'm like, what I'm going through mentally, it could possibly be something that could be passed to them. Why? Because not only am I clinically, uh, clinically depressed, their mother uh, has mental issues that run in her family. She's struggling with something mentally. I don't have time to be like, yo, everything is cool. And then now I'm old. And I can't really uh, advocate for them. They're going through something mentally and they don't know what because I never said nothing. I'm not going to be on my dying bed and be like, by the way, me and your mama was clinically depressed. No. Hey, bro, listen, we're going through it. Your sister did. Your grandpa did like we going through it. Be aware of that as you grow up. So when you're going through certain things and you feel this doom and gloom on you, don't don't quit. Go talk to someone. A lot of us are depressed now or going through mental issues now because no one told me they no one told us they was going through it, too. And. How to help it. Because you got to be so tough. You just sad. You will get over it. You 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 just broke. That's that's why that's why it's so hard for. Once you get money, you will be happy. I'm not balling, but I'm not broke, and I'm still fucked up. So now what? I could have been helped a long time ago. Generations before could have been helped a long time ago, but we 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 so hell bent on not believing that it's real that. Everybody is just tore up and we just left to fight life until somebody dies and they finally say this is what the family secret is. Nah, bro. I'm nah. working on me in real time, I'm working on me in the open so my kids can see I don't I'm not playing that shit. I'm not ashamed of of my diagnosis. I'm not. At first I was I'm like, man, like how not me. Not Mr. Peacefully Flawed. Not Mr. Most Inspirational. And it it hit me. That's what silence gets you. I've been voted most inspirational in every sports team that I ever played on. I've always been a, a motivator, right? I'm always the person that... You know that people want to have the conversation with because I'm going to hype you up. I'm going to see it for what it is, but I'm going to make sure that you leave me feeling good whole while I'm depressed. Undiagnosed. Because I'm just sad, right? I'm just acting out right. It's not that bad, right? I'm not ashamed because I had to go through something to get somewhere and I had to go through everything that I went through to get to this point that I'm at now and to where now I'm strong enough to say, yo, this is what it is and this is what it ain't. We have to be strong within ourselves. We have to stop feeling like we are um, disabled to an extent to where uh, we can't operate. We have to understand that the, the the diagnosis, yeah, it's a disability, but it's not a death sentence. I'm inspired by people with disabilities, especially physical disabilities, because they be smiling more than me. They be they 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 like kicking and pushing more than me. And that helps me get on here and be proud. Yo, yeah, I'm going through depression, going through anxiety. Yeah. But I'm getting up every day the best I can. I'm trying to move forward. I'm opening up on a podcast to make sure y'all know that y'all not alone. So what they're doing to me visually, I'm trying to give it to y'all verbally. The inspiration that I get from seeing somebody have a, a horrific accident and maybe become paralyzed. But I see them excited just about life in general. It doesn't mean when the camera go off, they're not sad, and they're not frustrated about what they're going through. But what they're going to do with the time that they have is they're going to try to, to advocate, to speak out, to let you know, yo, it's not it's not a death sentence. And that's one of the things that I that I had to learn and not be afraid. Like you can you, like if you go to episode one all the way to now, you will see the difference between how I'm willing to how I was Kind of opening up to now, I'm just, it is what it is. I'm not afraid. We have to stop living in silence when we're going through stuff. We have to start, um, if we have a, a a friend group, if we have a, a close-knit family group, like we have to stop having the idea that it's a complaint because that stuff is going, excuse me, that stuff is going um Compounding your mind and it's gonna take you to a much darker place than you already at. And that's extremely unhealthy for people fighting through mental health issues. Quit tell quit allowing people to tell you just sad. Quit allowing people to, to make you feel like it's not a real thing. I grew up in a, in, in a household, in a culture, in an era where, you know, everybody is, is in church and stuff. Right. So when you say certain things, oh, the, uh, the devil is a lie. And a lot of people are sick because the devil is a lie. There was no help given. Like, think about that. Think about how brainwashed that a lot of us, uh, a lot of our, our elders are in words. So I look at that and I say, all right, cool. The devil might be alive. But what I'm going through is is not. I can't, if I could cut it off, I wouldn't tell you that there's a problem. I wouldn't. If I was just sad, I would just not be sad. If I if 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 I could say I don't want to have those thoughts and then they go away, I would just say that like no one would ever know. I would have never went to the doctor um, to say, "Hey, something's wrong." If I could just cut it off, like if 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 someone followed me just one day, like if I documented one day. People will be like, oh. Cause it'll it'll be the smallest things that to someone else that they'll be like, wait, what happened? But it'll be so large to me. You know, do do you know the 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 torture and the pain that comes with social media, TV, news? commercials. There's always a crying baby. There's always a diaper commercial. There's always baby laughter. That is one thing that is constant in the world is um, images, sounds of babies and animals. And I have to every time calibrate my mind Not to cry, not to get frustrated, not to feel hurt. Because the reality is my baby not coming back. And I I know that. I am like, listen. I am very literal and I know that death is forever. I don't want nobody to think that I'm I'm bugging, thinking that uh, I'm expecting a zombie baby. Like, I'm not. I get it. But it doesn't change the fact that when I hear crying, uh, uh, when I uh hear laughter when I see diaper commercials, when I see crib commercials, when I see baby monitor commercials, when I see people posting their baby and, and loving on their it doesn't change the fact that it hurt. It doesn't change the fact that it hurts. I just have to maneuver a little bit better. I have to choose what I what I'm uh willing to maneuver through, or, you know, am I am I just about to just let it go? Am I am I am I gonna let it go? Because it's a difficult thing. I remember the first lesson that I the, the first lesson that I learned was in second grade. And that lesson was not to cheat. And I mean it was a very, very to me very harsh lesson miss gear second grade Alcadena elementary friday spelling test i loved school i don't know what the hell that i was thinking this week i don't know i don't even remember if i didn't study i don't remember if i did study and just said to hell with it i'm a cheat i don't i don't remember what happened but i remember Cheating. I remember I was it was a a four desk, you know, four desk pod. I was facing the door. And a chalkboard, Miss Gears desk was um, to my left and a little bit like towards the wall. And I remember taking a paper out and I'm like, dang. You remember, well, I don't know if y'all know, but back then we had desks like you had to slide stuff in. We didn't have flat desks like we actually had, like, like old school, you slide stuff in. And when I say she was so loud and catching me and I went into a full panic attack, like she took my test, bought it up, took recess, like, and when I say the, the 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 walls start closing in on me, she I, she didn't say anything disrespectful. Um, everything was in line, but it was the fact that I was caught, and now everybody thinks that I'm a cheater. Again, I was a kid who loved school. Whatever was going on that day was—I I don't make no excuses. I got caught, but the embarrassment that I felt. And walking through the halls, not knowing if people are like, oh, he's a cheater. He's this. He's that he's My self-esteem wasn't wasn't together then. It wasn't. So I wasn't sure of uh, of that. I wasn't sure if she had called my mom, if she was going to call my mom, because I already knew that if she did, I was getting my ass tore up. Hands down. So I'm panicking. That was the last time I ever cheated on, on on a test. That was the first and that was the last time I ever cheated on a test. Second grade. I never wanted to feel that shame again. Not because of any, like, nobody ever said nothing to me after that. Like my grades was good, whatever, whatever. But I always remembered that I'm never doing that shit again because I I I don't want to feel that level of attention on me in that way over something that I could have prevented. I did that to myself. A lot of people say, oh, why she embarrassed you, she didn't have to do that, yada yada, whatever. I did that to myself. Why I did that. So I chose from that point on. I never want to feel that level of anxiety, that level of pain, confusion. I never want to feel that again. So I've always just gone out of my way to make things as good as possible. As good as possible. And I always found myself still in that same that same space, because once I respond, now all eyes are on me on the response because I chose to be silent and not say, "This is what I'm responding to." Because, be like I'm the, I'm the you 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 gonna embarrass me, so I'm gonna embarrass us. I'm that guy. I used to be, and I I don't I never cared about that because it was about you hurt me I told you you're hurting me so I'm gonna hurt you it was never about hey why you why why are you doing that you can leave there's no gun here there like you could leave I hid behind I love you so much I hid behind I want to be so loyal to to my friends I hid behind that And that's what got the, I don't care about this. I don't care about that. I don't care. But the whole while I'm hurt because I'm like, y'all really care about that. I've never like, like, I never wanted to be alone like that. Like, I never wanted to, but now being alone is my goal. Like, like, like not being alone, like as a result to relationships or my kids, but like I need space. Like, I I, I can't be, I I just, I can't be up under you all day. I can't be like, like, I can't be on top of my kids, helicoptering my kids all day. I can't have them under, like, all day, every day. Yeah, I need to see you. You good. I need to look you in your eyes, make sure I know that you are right. You need to see me, make sure that I'm all right. You know, stuff like that. But as far as uh, being a helicopter parent, like, I had to let that go. Because you're going you're gonna to live life how you think I want you to live it, and then I'm not going to know who you really are when you're outside of this house. If I don't let you be who you're supposed to be. I had to learn how to focus on me. Like everything that I do, I don't care how selfish it sounds. I focus on me. I focus on my right. I focus on my wrong. That's going to let me know if I'm going to be able to deal with this situation, that person, that job, that uh, manufacturer, that computer program, whatever is going to let me know if I could deal with that. If I'm steady blaming people and I'm steady pointing fingers and I'm, and I'm steady saying, well, you did this, well, you did that, well, you did this. I'm not learning nothing. And for me, I choose to be a student at all times. I'm a student first with everything that I do. I'm a teach by example. I'm not beating nothing down nobody's head. Nobody is forced to listen to anything that I do, purchase anything that I create, listen to any poems that I do. I'm going to lead by example, but I'm forever a student. I've gone through too much not to be willing to sit down and be patient with what I got going on in life um, and not be willing to learn and, and focus on myself. I'm never pointing the finger. It's always about me. It's always about how I could be better. Because if I if I know that I'm giving my all and I know that I'm giving the best effort and the best uh, uh, portion of me, I know that if something fails, it wasn't because of me. And that's how I live my life. It's about being accountable. It's about understanding. It's about knowing that there's always darkness trying to hinder you. But it's too much light out there for us to sit still. So make sure you get to it. What's going on, y'all? Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. Head over to peacefullyflawed.com for podcast merch. That's www.peacefullyflawed.com. We also have Peacefully Flawed Apparel. And we have complex poetry support in any way that you can. If you feel like you want to donate to the podcast or um, or any other business, you can uh, go to good pods. There is a tip option on there that you can tip me also on our poetic properties Twitter page. There is a tip jar there. Feel free to donate. Purchase, listen, um, whatever, whatever way you can support. I appreciate it as always. I love you guys. And remember, no matter the darkness, we have the opportunity and ability to get to the light.